Welcome to Bourbon Sauce. Today's episode is called Top vs. Bottom Shelf. We will discuss getting what you pay for in various aspects of life. And today we've got Ryan and myself, Dan. Grab your favorite bourbon and join us for the show. Before we get into it, Ryan, why don't you tell us what you're sipping on? I want to hear what you're sipping on first. <sighs> so we kind of did a little, a little reversey roll on this one. I'm drinking something that is 103 proof and tastes like sweat that came off my ball sack. Uh, it's called Fighting Cock, and it is a Kentucky straight bourbon, and um, it's from Bardstown, where a lot of good bourbons come from, but this one in particular is is not one of them. Well, I mean, considering it's like $14 a bottle. Yeah, it's like that tin fucking shit that I use now for putting in marinades for like uh, barbecue sauce. That so Was it Silhouette? I don't remember what it is. It's something terrible also, but it's in a metal can. It looks like a fucking oil can. Oil can. Um I feel like this would be great to use as a fire starter. <laughs> not not for drinking. <laughs> Why don't you tell everybody what you're drinking? Uh so since we did this old switcheroo, I um I decided to splurge a little bit and I'm drinking uh EH Taylor barrel proof. Yeah, that one's a good one. It's uh definitely definitely good bourbon. High end. Yeah. I'm uh regretting my choices cuz this is, you know, I I'd almost rather drink my own urine <laughs> than this. Almost. I say almost. Uh so, you know, we've had experiences with good and bad when it comes to Various things in life, when, you know, you get you get what you pay for on a lot of different things. More recently, um, we were involving ourselves in some, you know, we're trying to do marketing stuff, and we did some outsourcing because that's what you do when you're trying to grow a channel or trying to grow a business in general is you, you do a little bit of outsourcing for certain things. And we thought we were going to do well, or at least I did in particular, uh, outsourcing to a individual to get us some product. But uh, as the saying goes, there you can either do it good, fast, or cheap. You can't get all three. You can get two, but you can't get all three. Right. And so the price was good. The timing was not. The product was mediocre. And then you happen to stumble across a company that's there in Dixon, the mm-hmm. Main Street Emporium, I think is what they're called. Uh-huh, in Dixon. And they have pretty much been on point with promise and delivery of product, whereas, uh, you know, the other one was over-promise, under-deliver. Should be rolling out our uh, our uh, bourbon glass sets this week. Yeah. And... Our slate coasters this week. Yeah, for those of you that are interested, you can email us at the bourbon sauced at gmail.com and put in your order requests. We will tally that up and get some pertinent information from you folks and then get it sent out to you. I know we already have some demand for the hats, which is great. We're going to have some shirts, we're going to have the coasters, we're going to have the cups. And then probably some other merch coming, whether it's keychain stickers or whatever. 
we'll probably toss in a sticker in in the box when we when we send you some merch because we do have stickers that we already have in in our hands, which you know, I think they looked they look all right for what they were, but um, we also paid to have certain things where we thought we were going to get some recommendations on how to better serve our consumers with our branding, but that never happened. So that's kind of disappointing too. Cause we, we, we were, yep. we were told that if you do this, this, and this, you pay me this, I will deliver this, this, and this. Right. And it was in a contract, but the problem is none of it really came to fruition. And I think it was a more, uh, that individual got overwhelmed by what was going on in their life versus what they could actually deliver to us, which sucks for them. But you can't promise something and then not deliver it. So you're, I think you're as so I was raised with this philosophy. You're only as good as your word. Mm-hmm. And if your woods if your words no if good, your woods no good, then you got if your woods no good, then you got yeah, no fire. You got no fire, right? Yeah. But you're only as good as your word, and if your word's no good, then you got nothing. Right. And I agree with that. Um, if you look at things. Even I've I've hired other people to do stuff around, um, whether it was electrical work or plumbing work or you know whatever around the uh, the property. I've definitely noticed that if you want it done well, you have to pay well in order yes. to have that accomplished. You can't expect to hire Joe Fabitz from down the street to give you something that. Uh, a, a corporation would be able to deliver, deliver because they're held to a different standard because their name is out there with that corporation. Whereas the guy that is just trying to make a buck, he may not offer you the best product and result, right? And that's not true all the time because there are there are instances where you'll have somebody that you pay like for you for you, right? You you do some home remodeling stuff mm-hmm. on the side. And you get paid to do those things, but I feel like you're being underpaid for your services because you deliver a quality product, but you're not demanding quality pay. You could, and yeah. I think I think you should, but you're doing your buddy a favor by keeping your costs down yeah. to give him a leg up. On whatever, you know, whatever you're doing. Well, I mean, so, I mean, it kind of works out. So, I'm a good example, right? So, I don't charge an an absorbent amount. Mm -hmm. But I also, 90% of the time, I don't have to factor cost of materials. I don't have to factor any of that stuff. 90% of the time, the material's already there. I just walk in, do my... So, you're just charging labor at that point. Do my business and roll out. That's different, yeah. If you had to provide the materials and everything, then it would be an up cost. Right. Um, now, I have done a couple of jobs for him where I went ahead and got the materials and stuff, and then I got reimbursed. Right. Right? So That that know, makes sense. Right. And then that was work. But typically with me, yeah. for most of the jobs, it's, hey, you go ahead and have the materials. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter if I have to go pick them up. Yeah. But you go ahead and get the materials, and I'll just charge you labor. Yeah. Yeah, see, I did a similar thing when I was living in North Carolina. Uh, a girl I was dating, she was renting um, for her horse. She was at a, a barn, and the the 
gentleman that was providing the sh- the barn and everything else. He was an elderly guy, and I told him I would build a couple of run-in shelters for him. All yeah. I all I expected was him to pay for the materials, and right. I would do the labor for free because it wasn't necessarily for free. It was it was more or less so she would have time at those stables for free. Right. And so I built them and he was just like kind of shocked and was like, damn, these are actually pretty good. And I was like, yeah, I'm not, you know, not a contractor or anything, but I know how to build a goddamn structure. It's not that hard. As long as everything is level and measured the way you're supposed to, it'll turn out the way it's, you know, you envision. But I feel like a lot of times when you pay somebody, you're, you have an expectation to have a quality product delivered to you, no matter what it is, uh, whether it's a mechanic, um, somebody that's doing your plumbing, somebody that's doing your electrical work, somebody that's doing maybe uh, reconstruction, roofing, um, dog sitting, dog walking, any of that, yard maintenance. Like right now I'm paying a dude to do yard maintenance, and it's basically the bare minimum that he does. And it's like 90 bucks every two weeks. And I'm just kind of like, my time is worth more than $90 to me. So to have him do that for me, it's great. Um, I just had a, a guy come out yesterday and and look at some work I want him to complete for me here at the property. Because I just don't have time, and I don't feel like dealing with it. So he's going to give me a quote um, in probably a week. And he said he's three weeks out. So he he at least let me know, hey, I'm three weeks out on right. jobs. So he, he kind of wanted to know when my timeline was, which is something that most people should do when you go into to an agreement with somebody is, is figure out what their expectations are. Right. And if you can't meet those expectations, then that's when you say, hey, you know, I, I appreciate that you took me into consideration, but I'm going to have to back out of this. Right. And I feel like that's something that, more small business owners need to understand and learn is that you want to you want to you want to expand but you don't want to overextend yourself and in order to expand at some point you will have to bring on help yes which costs money so then you have to upcharge your customers at that point which kind of sucks but if you look at these big corporations and they're charging you $130 an hour for work there's a reason for that. It's because they're going to promise they're going to, they're insured, they're, you know, licensed versus uh some somebody down the street that you're just like like hey, can you come like we had a, a, a guy down the road who was wanting to get you to cut down some trees. Yep. But he wanted you to be licensed and insured. And it's like, dude, we were just trying to do this as like a favor as a neighbor. You know right. what I mean? Like you're getting what you pay for. Like if you, you want you if you want somebody that's licensed and insured, then whatever you are gonna charge them, expect at least double. Right. When you get quoted by a big company that like uh Davy Trees or you know, whoever these people are around in this area. You're you're on average you're looking around uh you're looking around eight hundred dollars per tree on average. And that's just to have it felt. Mm-hmm. Because they have to limit and then they they rent whatever vehicle or machinery that they've got. Right. So, and then to haul it off. Because a lot of times people want that shit hauled off. Like, here's a, here's a good example of of uh, not providing. Mm-hmm. 
on uh, what you agree to. So we're doing a big remodel. We're talking oh all for the way your pappy from my from my grandpa and my grandma. Oh yeah. Um. So and you're talking a full house remodel all the way from the studs up. Yeah, that's a good one. So electrical, plumbing, the whole nine, right? So sheet rockers are already there running sheetrock. Well, my grandpa has gotten a plumber. A couple of plumbers come out and look. One priced it a certain amount, and he thought that was too high, so he didn't take that one. The next guy comes in, prices it for eight or nine mm -hmm. thousand. Um, he's like, "Okay, great. When can you start?" The guy says, "Next Monday." Okay, that's a week. Too easy. Next Monday rolls around. Uh, it's going to be a week from Wednesday. <laughs> so you, you wow. just tacked on ten more days, right? So then the guy shows up. So now everybody else is behind schedule. Uh -huh. Everybody's now starting to stall, and I'm having to dance them around the house doing other stuff. So then the plumber shows up finally, starts working at like 10 o'clock that day. By 2 o'clock, he busts a hole in the bathroom floor, intentionally in my opinion, because where he busted the hole through, there was no need th for there it. Was, there was no need, and there were seven layers of flooring underneath it. We're talking a house that's 100 years old, so they've just built flooring on top of flooring. Okay? So he busts a hole through it. So now I have to have the framers go in, cut it out, reframe it, all that stuff. Well, rather than say, hey, we're just going to pop off for the day, we'll be back tomorrow, they just exit, get in their vehicles, and leave. They don't show back up the next day. They won't return my grandfather's calls. The next day after that, he finally gets a hold of me and says, yeah, I just can't do it. So it wasn't going to call him back at all. Was just So just he makes gonna, everybody go through yeah. that whole bullshit just to, at the end of it say, yeah, I just I just can't do it. Right. So then, Instead of just from the get-go being like, you know what, that's just, it's more than I can handle. Uh, yeah. You might want to find somebody else. So then find somebody else, right? But this other plumber is like, well... I know you need it time now, and I have four jobs ahead of me or ahead of you, so to bump you ahead of the line, it's going to cost more, which is understandable. That does make sense. Right? That does make sense. If you want to be, you know, expedited to the front of the line, it's so going to cost. he gets expedited. Because he's missing out on some other jobs that he's going to get paid on, so. So he gets expedited to the front of the line, all right? Yep. So we're talking all new plumbing in the house. All new plumbing. Under the floor, everything, right? Uh, three sinks, three showers, three toilets. How long do you think that should take? All new plumbing under the floor, three sinks, three toilets, three showers. Uh, Plus vents. Maybe three. If you're working, how many guys are working, first of all? Two guys to rough it in. Two guys, I'd say two and a half days. Maybe. You'd be correct. They were done in two and a half days. Yeah. So, I mean... I, Walked that seems standard. With, walked out with 13K. Damn. For two and a half days of work, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. I'd do that. Shit. Yeah. Um, maybe we should get into flipping houses. <laughs> the the I know plenty of contract crews at this point. Right. But uh, I will say the quality of work was really good. Their craftsmanship was good. They worked efficient. They worked quick, right? Yep. But then I can also say that um, the guy doing our con doing the concrete is one of the best concrete workers I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and 
hands down, people literally now drive by the property while we're still doing the remodel mm-hmm. to stop and admire this guy's work. Yeah. And then start questioning, hey, is he available? All this other stuff, right? Yeah. And he's doesn't speak a lick of, Eng- a lick of English, but my Spanish is getting much better. Yeah. Um, there's a concrete guy that I know. He he does really, really good concrete, but he's up in Ohio, so it doesn't really help us down here. Right. Uh, Tim, if you're listening to the show, which you might be, uh, this is your shout out. Uh, he he's done an amazing amount of concrete work back where my parents' house was in Ohio. Yeah. He did like the entire development, everybody's driveways, their front steps. Like he did a shit ton of concrete work for that that neighborhood, and he's done several other neighborhoods. But I think he was prior army. Uh, I don't remember what he did in the army. I think he was an infantry guy, but then he somehow segued into doing concrete work when he got out and yeah. he absolutely loved doing that because you know you you get into a project and you see the end result after all that labor and you, he takes pride and he was meticulous and he was he had attention to detail so it was it was very well done with whatever he did and if you wanted stamped or you wanted stained or you wanted you know like uh i i think i hired him to do uh epoxy work in my garage and that turned out amazing it only took him like a day to get all that taken care of because you know you gotta like acid etch kind of the the concrete and prep it in order to to get all it ready for that material yep. to be put on top of it. But it was worth worth what I was paying, you know. Um, and I think that's something that people need to understand is if you if you are going to have work done, make sure that they're licensed and insured almost always, unless it's something you don't really care about, like grading work or you know. Uh, maybe even if a tree's in the middle of a field or something, you don't give a shit because it's not right. gonna hit anything. Yeah, it all you depends know, on building what, the fence. Nobody gives on a what shit. You're yeah, doing, right. Like if you've got to do electrical work to code, oh, absolutely. Then make sure they're licensed and insured. You don't want a right? house fire. You know right. what I mean? The so next thing you know, somebody's wiring up uh, a breaker and it's a way smaller breaker than it's supposed to be. Like, like oh, right. it's, you know, no big deal. There's, it'll it'll there's, work there's until you plug in a hair dryer. There's a lot of different things. But when it comes to vehicles even, this is something that we've we've more recently discussed is getting what you pay for. Oh, mechanics are a big get what you pay for. Absolutely. Uh, the guy that's near our house here. Clarks. He, Clarks. Absolutely love taking my vehicle down there. That guy is one of those good old boys. That you you definitely would like to have as like a close friend, because it, I bet you if like you were buddy buddy with that guy, he'd probably do some of the work on the side just for fucking funsies, right? Or for free, or at least show you how to do it yourself, so you can do it yourself going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does do really good work, and I I need to talk to him about getting my Jeep in there, uh, because I think I don't have the tools that I need in order to pull off that drive shaft to separate it and recompress it back together without going and buying some aftermarket drive shaft because I, I just don't feel like dealing with it. I looked at it and I was like, hmm, I just don't think if I separate this, I I think I might break it. So right. um, that's one of those things where knowing a good mechanic is, is imperative when you old, own older vehicles. Yes. 
Or not, being able to do it yourself. Yeah, not so much with the newer vehicles, because most of the time you could just drop them off at any dealership, and they're like, no big deal. But the older vehicles, a lot of times, dealerships can't handle them. They're just they don't not they're not equipped. They don't have the parts anymore. They they have to outsource it. Same with like your old GMC that's been sitting at the dealership for what seven months seven now? months now. Yeah, because they couldn't get the right tool. Yeah, that they've been waiting on from corporate rather than just buy their own. They've been waiting for corporate to send which, them one. Which I don't understand. If you know the demographic of this area, and it's a military town, nine times out of ten, you're going to need that tool for other Acadias or whatever else it might service. It services most vehicles. So it's like... It's a two-way channel instead of a one-way channel. So why the fuck would they not buy it? It's weird to me. And how much does this tool cost? I don't know. I'd love to know that. But let's put it this way. They're willing to send my vehicle to any mechanic in town and pay for the transport, give me the ECM, they put a brand new battery in it, and let it roll away mm. just so they don't, just because at this Because they don't want to deal with it at this point. Because they, they know it's probably more of an undertaking than they're willing to deal with, which is a, a frustration on your part because now you have to figure out how the hell to get your vehicle back it was perfectly running or before I that. Or I can sit and wait. Or you can sit and wait. Which, for them to finally get that tool. Yeah. Which then, by the time they fix that, God knows what else is going to happen to the engine and everything mm -hmm. else since it's been sitting for so long. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you're Harley all over again. Right, which is why <laughs> I'm not a fan of dealerships around a military town. Well, they're called dealerships for a reason. I would rather drive an hour, two hours away to deal with somebody on a vehicle... Or I agree. anything. Yeah, I agree. There, There's definitely something to be said about military towns and people taking advantage of the, the military. It's Especially when you get all those new soldiers fresh out of basic AIT that have no vehicle. It, they know you're out looking for a vehicle. It's sad that companies, corporations exist that thrive on feeding and predatory type behavior on young, naive soldiers, or even young, naive people in general. Anyway, having a good mechanic is a, is a good idea. Um, when it comes to houses, owning a house, it's good to have uh, a good, um, what, are they, what are they called? General contractor? Well, yeah, but they're handyman, a yeah, good handyman. handyman. Having a good handyman is, is a good idea. But again, you got to be able to trust that person to do quality work. I'm a handy man. <laughs> you're giving handies to men? That's weird. Oh, I said I'm a handy man. Oh, like you're hands-on with, uh, yeah, with, yeah. with the women? Yeah, I'm handsy. Yeah. Um, speaking of top versus bottom. Anyway, um, when you think about other things... Liquor, for example, right? Like we, oh, we just had a good example of top shelf versus bottom <laughs> shelf. <laughs> exactly. And that, that is something that people just don't grasp, I think, if you're not a connoisseur of beverages that are all over the place. There's a big difference in drinking it because you enjoy the taste and drinking it to get hammered. To get hammered. Right. So like this shit, this fighting cock, I would use it as a mixer. Yes. You know, like if I'm doing Jack and Coke or mm -hmm. traditionally a Jack and Coke or a yeah. whiskey and Coke or a bourbon and Coke. Right. This would be a mixer or even in uh, old fashioned or. 
I don't even know if I would put that in an old a Manhattan or so, you know anything that was like that's yeah. definitely a well a well bourbon. Oh, it's well below well. <laughs> this is like a a country bumpkin bar well uh, versus like a Nashville well because a lot of Nashville wells they still have really high end bourbons. Yeah, which is kind of interesting to me, but. You know, and people will bitch about that too when you're down in Nashville and they're like, "Oh my God, it's thirteen dollars for a beer." And it's like, well, first <laughs> off, why did you go to Nashville and why did you go right down the tourist track? Right, and also you've got to realize you're paying for the experience, and so your drinks are going to cost more in order to cover all that overhead that they are burdened with at that company. Right. To for open. example, example, if you go to mom and pop bar in a small town, right, and they have live music. What do you normally have at the door? A cover charge. Yeah, exactly. To cover the cost of the band. Whereas you go to Nashville, no matter where you go, it's live music everywhere pretty much. Okay. And you go from paying, you know, $6 for a beer at Mom and Pop Bar down, you know, in bumfuck nowhere yep. to you're paying 13 for a beer in Nashville. Well, you didn't have to pay your $20 cover charge at the door. True. And you have a, nine out of ten times, you have a much higher quality performer on stage yep. than you have at that mom and pop place. And that's true. A hole in the wall. And that's, uh, especially when you think about Nashville, that we have at our disposal, and most people don't, many upcoming artists that are being put on display and so you're going to pay for that. Like, say you're at um, Old Reds, for example. Yeah. You're going to see a bunch of upcoming artists because Blake Shelton owns that place, and he's able yep. to reach out and get some of the best. Same with um, Kid Rock. Kid Rock's bar. Uh, he's well, got Kid a, Rock, you got the chance of seeing Kid Rock. And there's that, because Kid Rock frequents his own bar, which is great. But then you have Miranda Lambert's down the street, and you've got a couple. You've got Garth Brooks Bar, which is opening soon. You've got uh, which that'll be cool. I can't wait for that one to open up because I want to see what that one's going to be like and what their clientele. It's probably going to be the same touristy bullshit, but I also want to see what it's like on like a fucking Wednesday. Or... Is it Luke Bryant? No, no. What's his name? The one knocking boots. Knocking boots. He's got a bar down there too. He's on uh, American Idol. I'm drawing a blank. I am too. I know, I only I know you're to, talking about. The only song I listen to of his is Knocking Boots. Mm. I don't listen to any of his other music. Either way. He's too popsy for me. But when we think about getting, you know, what you pay for, right? And when I touched on this earlier, and that's like a, a circle of death, if you will. You've got good, fast, and cheap. Yes. So you can get two of those, but you can't get fast and cheap on on a a timely matter. Oh no, you can get so you can get fast and cheap. But it's gonna but be you're quality. Not gonna get gonna be you're not gonna get good, yeah, right? Quality you can get shit. you can get good and fast, but it's gonna cost you. And you can get good and cheap, but it's gonna take a lot longer. Right. So, and people, uh, like, this is one thing I love, especially dealing with contractors and stuff. Uh, a lot of them will be like, "That that's not a thing. You can't get quality and, and 
and fast. That's I'm, not true. You, I'm like, well, that's no, not no, true. I'm like, because there's a lot of tattooed shit. artists. I'm like, you're full of shit. Literally, I told one of the plumbers, I'm yeah. like, you're full of shit if you think you can't get quality and speed. This doesn't mean, when I say quality and speed, it doesn't mean that I need this done like in two hours when it's a two day job. Right. Right. Or it's a week long job. But if you're efficient, you have your materials, and barring no issues, you should be able to complete this in, let's say, three days efficiently and quickly. Yep. Okay, then short price price accordingly and finish it in that time. So I have a cousin who does tattoos in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Yeah. And he's done a, a few of mine. And he does really, really quality work. And you're going to pay for it. But he is not fast at all. Right. He is very meticulous and very slow. And it took it took me weeks, and I mean weeks, to get my half sleeve done that I've got. And people are like, God, that's really good work. And I'm like, yeah, but it took forever. Right. And I know some artists that I've been to in Vegas that'll do a similar amount of work in less time, but you're paying way more than right. my cousin's charging. Because my cousin, I think, was charging like one thirty an hour or something Well, and like location kind of plays into that, too. Well, a little bit. You know, what, because of the cost of renting that shop or whatever. Right. Yes, I get that. However, for where he was, downtown Fayetteville, the price of where he was at was expensive. So for 130 an hour, he was still pretty moderately priced for what the quality of artistic right, right. work that he was doing. I just feel like when you go to a, a bigger shop like R- Regerts or um, our Airgrets or whatever the fuck, whatever their name is. No Regerts. Yeah. Or uh, in Fayetteville, there was a couple different places that were like bigger shops that had multiple yeah. locations. Sure, you can get it done faster, but it's not always going to be quality. You're going right. to sacrifice. If you want it fast, you're, you're not normally sacrificing quality or price. Well, because you're mean, either paying so, more to make it fast or you're going to take a, a hit on the quality to be fast. Because I've had interns that did really fast work for low price, but it turned out looks like shit, right? Right. And so I'm like, mm, now I have to pay somebody more to cover up yep. this at some point or pay to have laser done right. to get rid of it. Well, it's like, it's like, so my shoulder tattoos were my first two tattoos ever, right? That's funny, mine too. And I went to the same guy for both, a local guy oh, back in my hometown, guy, right? Yeah, same. Um, cost me next to nothing, but yeah. you're talking 2007, mm. right? So mm. things weren't that expensive then. But my even first then, tattoo was 1998. Even then, yeah, but you're old. I am. Um, even then, right? Um, quality wise, they did all right. Uh, I mean, for me at the time, I was like, yeah, this looks great, right? And that's the thing, right? right? You don't know what you don't know. Let's fast forward to me being in Hawaii, yeah. right? Hooking up with a local Hawaiian tattoo artist. Yeah. And doing my back piece, that Viking skull I have, right? 19 hours. 19 hours is what that took. That's a lot. Okay. Um. Obviously not in one sitting, but... Uh, we did 11 hours and then he said, I've got to quit cause my hand can't do anymore. Yeah. And then we went back and did another eight, which like is the great thing I think later. about these rotary machines versus the old school ones. Yeah. They, the tattoo artists can go a lot longer. 
Right, but let's say so. Shoulder tattoos, hundred and fifty bucks, right? Yeah. Back tattoo, which only takes up a quarter of my upper left back. Yep. Twelve hundred dollars. My most expensive tattoo. Okay. Twelve hundred dollars. Nineteen hours. And it has so much detail. Like it is when people see a picture or see it with my shirt off, that's like my number one most complimented tattoo next to my half sleeve on my arm, right? Right. Which is like a tribute. Which is a tribute piece, right? right. And that's another interesting piece. Four hours, mm. four hundred dollars. That's pretty good. I got on an airplane an hour after it was done. Ooh. And left Hawaii. Yeah, that's great. That was it. That was it. That's how quick this guy got me in, did this piece, and I was on an airplane an hour later. You know, um, sex workers. Mm. You get what you pay for there, too. Because if, right. if you want to pay $20 for a blowjob, that girl's probably going to be 300 pounds, missing some teeth, or maybe 100 pounds, missing some teeth, strung out on meth, Versus, you know, $1,000 for an hour of pleasure. And she is looking like Megan Fox. And, you know, her clientele base is a lot smaller. So it's an exclusivity thing. You know what I find interesting? And and we're going to get so much shit for this. I I can't wait. That's why I I brought it up. I find this hilarious, right? That's why I brought it up. So I I really, I'm trying to open a door for confrontation. So, so... You take what is it, Amsterdam and Germany? Oh, I love Amsterdam. Right? You go. I love like, Germany. And they have, they have, they have, they have buildings yeah. where you just climb the stairway to heaven, essentially, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, technically, it's kind of. You can reversed. go to Vegas and do the same thing at the Bunny yeah. Ranch, right? Well, you in Vegas. We'll we'll talk Vegas in a minute mm-hmm. too. Yeah. But since we're on the topic, right? I guess it's not stairway to heaven because it would be reversed, right? Because the higher you climb, the cheaper they are, because they're out of the way. Whereas well, yeah. your your bottom right. window watchers, right? You know that's your big money right there. It depends. In Amsterdam, there's nowhere to climb. It's all flat yeah. in yeah. the red light district. And this was when I went there. It was uh, 2004, 2005. No, 2002, 2001. When I was stationed in England, we took a trip to Amsterdam over Thanksgiving weekend, and I gave thanks to many a women. <laughs> and uh you know it's, I've, it's funny <laughs> it's funny because you go down one like it's segmented kind of right i don't know if you've ever been in amsterdam but it is segmented you have like the I've asians you have the blondes you have the brunettes you have the trannies you have um the big girls like it's a flavor for everybody in in that Region. So it's like Gangs of New York with Leonardo DiCaprio. They're just they're, they're you very got much one square, and then they're segregated. They're very much the segrema- segregated yeah. in that little region, and it's kind of interesting because um, me and my buddies, there was four of us that we went there, and we're walking down the street, and you see this lady, which we thought was a lady, you know, showing us her tits, and they were great tits, right? And then all of a sudden, you see this giant dong. She whips out this. <laughs> I mean, she had a fucking cock that would have made a horse blush. It was fucking <laughs> huge, man. And I was just like, 
I was in awe. I was just like, wow, good for you, man. Like, congratulations for having a huge cock. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you just, that's the thing when you're walking around Amsterdam because they're trying to entice you to, like, come into them and, and not literally. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Figuratively and literally. But you're walking around and you're just like, Oh, all right, and 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 they'll show you, and some of them they have like two girl specials in a room or whatever, and you're like, oh, well, how much for that? And they're like, oh, back then it was like a uh, hundred euro or whatever, and you're like, right, hundred euro, fuck yeah, I'll I'll do two chicks at once for a hundred euro, why not? I'll never have a chance to do that again. But it was interesting seeing what you pay for versus what you get because of the fatter, like you've got farther to the red light district. Yeah. It was cheaper because obviously the front of a section where you come from like the train station and you start walking into it, that's the most fresh. That's the most right prominent. And they put like the, the top earners, I guess, towards the front. And then the shitty ones are towards the back of well, that see, neighborhood, if you want to call it a neighborhood. And this is kind of interesting, right? So in the Old West, if you actually do research and – I've watched westerns, mm-hmm. the documentaries, right? Because that's my bread and butter is yeah. westerns, right? They would have their top tier girls in the saloon, right? Oh yeah, of course they got to be down there by the piano and somewhere talking else, to all the guys. Somewhere else, they had what most would consider what they would call like tent city, right? And that's where you the pitch a tent, but you can't get nothing here. That's where the old the old ones would go. They would put out the pasture kind of, right? Oh, the and gummers. From, not even that far. We're not even that far. Oh, okay. And then from there, you would have some where they would get kind of pushed even further out of town mm. onto like hog farms or other other places, right? And it's just a lonely old man who slaughters pigs, and they're paying him to let these women stay at this house. And like if you couldn't afford the girls at the saloon or the girls in the tents. You could go down to the hog farm and you'd get a poke for oh, see, next, really to, the, getting next to the cost slop. of a slice of bacon, more or less. Mm. Right? So then it's like, okay, you know, little Timmy's down there getting, <laughs> he's supposed to be getting bacon for, for mom. Oh, and he's bringing the bacon the home. brothers, right? right? Then it's like, okay, little Timmy, <laughs> are you buying that slab of bacon or are you getting a poke and half of the bacon? He's porking for sure. Right. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> All <laughs> uh, right, but it's it's interesting looking back on that stuff, right? Yeah. And then think about it today, right? We're one of the few places where they frown upon that, and it's well because of human illegal, human right? trafficking is a big problem, now, right? I I, I do so not I agree get, with human 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 trafficking human. at all, right? No, that's that's but a that, no. You know, that's a thing that happens but when it comes to cartels are, or anyone yes, else. You know what I mean? But there are legit women out there who. Really, that's what they want to do, right? There are women out there. There's that plenty they want of them to do that. There's plenty of them that are offering it up because you can go on to plenty of websites I out mean, there. OnlyFans, you've got it all over the, the place. The OnlyFans right? is the biggest thing that I understood. So being on dating sites, well, it's like tobacco, right? If you're gonna, if 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 I look at it this way, the government doesn't want it. One human trafficking. They're gonna but figure out how to regulate if, it. If you can regulate it, yeah, then why not just tax it and let it happen, right? It's happening anyways. Well, now if you can avoid the human trafficking aspect and stop that, I would. I think that's the biggest problem that the government's running into is because there's that moral dilemma, and um, 
I mean, you had it for hundreds of years. I know, but up until it, now, it's I don't agree with the human trafficking. Even back to kings and queens, they used right. to fucking right. This is way off topic, but um, I think if the government wanted to step in and create bordellos, they could, and then have it so those people are tested on a regular and tax them at a an exorbitant. Sin tax like they do for tobacco and alcohol. What do you want to bet marriage rate plummets? Marriage rates are already plummeting. No, no, no. Like, flatline. No, I think divorce rates would go up. Not marriage rates. Divorce rates rates would go up. Marriage rates would flatline. I think marriage rates Because men would just be like, wait a minute. I don't have to put up with attitude or anything else, and I'm just waiting for you, Karen, to comment. With anything, any other bullshit... And I go get a poke for a hundred, hundred and fifty bucks. I mean, you take a girl out for a dinner, and that's a hundred dollars for that dinner. So it's equivalent to the same thing you're going to pay for to get what you want anyway. So I mean, don't why get me would wrong. a guy not want to pay for prostitutes? Right. That's why you look at all these politicians and everybody else that's in the higher seats in America. They're doing that. It's just not publicized. People don't realize that that's going oh, on. Politicians get busted for it all the time. Bill Clinton sending got a blowjob underneath his fucking desk. Podium, right? So, and then sending dick pics to your yeah. what do they call Weiner. Them? interns, also and all that known shit, as right? Weiner. Yeah, right. I mean, come on now, they do it. Everybody. That's the knows. perfect politician name to have is Weiner, but it looks like Weiner. Yep. I'm absolutely sending dick pics if I'm that guy. But it's you want to see my Weiner? <laughs> Want to see my Packer? <laughs> but it's it's interesting, right? I know we've segued off here, and we'll segue back. Yeah. But it's it's interesting because it's like I want a genuine relationship at some point. Oh, me too. Right? I want but, it to be wholesome as fuck. Right? But it's, it's but also dirty as fuck. That's that's right there. Right? That is where if you can't be yourself, and she can't be herself, and you all just can't communicate. Be 100% open with each other. What are you doing? Exactly. Which is why most of these yeah. relationships nowadays fail I because like, everybody sugarcoats shit. Well, yeah, I feel like that's Just the reason why a lot are. of my relationships have failed in the past besides other things is that one person's trying to pretend to be something to entice the other person to stick around. And then all of a sudden, once they realize they're living a lie, they become disinterested. Right. So... Or that person, once they find out they've got you hooked, then they let them true colors fly. And then you're like, what the fuck? I didn't sign up for this. Exactly. I've had that happen, too. But we digress. This was... Well, I mean, technically, that's kind of top shelf versus bottom shelf, because if you got a man or a woman that is open, communicating, being honest and transparent... A top shelf relationship. That would be a top shelf relationship right there. Versus a bottom shelf relationship. Bottom shelf relationship is definitely going to be a friends with benefits or below that. No, that like for me, a bottom bottom shelf relationship is gaslighting... Belittling. Okay, so an abusive abusive relationship would be bottom shelf. Right. I don't consider a one night stand a relationship. I don't consider Well, you still have to establish some sort of relationship. You have to have a a connection of It's a facsimile of a relationship, right? Versus a legitimate committed relationship where you're working to build something together, right? I feel like 
a top shelf relationship, both people are aligned in their thought process, aligned yep. in their goals, aligned in their uh, personalities and everything else that goes between. I feel like personally, my opinion is a top relationship is harder to obtain in today's society where it is bred to be a throwaway society. And what I mean by that is that at any given moment, you can swipe left or right and instantly have somebody else. So, yeah, it's a lot different because your reach is farther than it used to be. Back in the day when I was coming up, you didn't have the access to everybody. It was literally you had to meet somebody face to face. You had to bump into them in public. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, shit, we have a lot in common. We should, like, hang out again. Versus now, everyone's got these apps, and they're able to reach far and wide, whether it's from the United States to another continent even. Right. And they're like, oh, well, I am very infatuated with you. And it's like, that's great. You're infatuated. But when does that infatuation wear off? Well, it usually wears off as soon as the reality kicks in. And Typically they within see that you are not... 90 to 120 days. Yeah, normally. That's typical. Because normally most people can put on an act for about 90 days. After 90 days, your true self usually comes out. Because we as people are... We are just made to be truthful. And people can try to trick that as much as they want to, but you get what you pay for in relationships. You get what you pay for when it comes to investing in a a stock. It comes to a company, a uh, product that you're buying. I was was always taught buy nice or buy twice. That's fair. That's very fair. So when it comes to anything, relationships or otherwise, Sure, she might look or he might look like this perfect person in front of you, but what lies underneath that? So you got to dig a little deeper. And that same thing goes when you hire somebody to do work at your house. You got to dig a little deeper and go listen to reviews or read the reviews. Because, I mean, I've bought plenty of products out there and I read the reviews before I buy them. Just like a TV, uh, a computer. Uh, a uh, fucking side by side, a ski do, a fucking vehicle, bourbon, anything, right? Clothes. I mean, you could pay a shit ton of money for like, um, what is that? Like high end fucking clothing that people buy. Abercrombie and Fitch. No, that's not high end clothing. It's like Gucci. Gucci. Oh, Gucci and Versace. Right. So you get Gucci or Versace, but you feel the material. It's really fucking thin. And, like, you wash it a couple times, and it starts to fall apart because it's fucking terribly made. Well, it's not supposed to be washed. Whatever, man. You're supposed to go pay somebody to do it for you. If I'm paying $300 for a fucking shirt, it better last me. I'm a lifetime. No, sir. It lasts you for one ball or one ceremony. Yeah. And that's the problem with those companies is that they build it to break. So, unfortunately, when it comes to that, I think you we don't talked get, about that, how they did the light bulb thing. Where, we did talk about yeah. that, but it, unfortunately, you, they don't build it to last. 
they build it so you have to replace it. So people need to be aware of what they buy and what they're getting because you don't always if you if you pay more it doesn't mean it's quality. Correct. It's it could be a branding thing that you're paying for. Mhm. Uh and that's the same thing when it comes to like music concerts. You could go to like I don't know, a Taylor Swift concert. Ugh. And you could which she's a really good musician. And if you like pop music, I'm put it is. She's a really good musician. I agree. She is. But a you great could music. go to she like a, um, she is a great musician and a great performer. Some of these places here that you pay a cover charge to go listen to. Yeah. You're not getting the same performance out of them. Well, no, because nobody can spend three million dollars on a stage act, you know, at a bar. Exactly. But but I, you get I can go to a bar here and listen to some really great music. For next to nothing. That's true. Right? And then that artist in 10 years could make it big, and then I want to go listen to him, and I pay three or $400 a ticket, and it's like, um, you're the same artist you were then. Was that, uh, was that TV show with Simon Cowell? Uh, American's Got Talent. No, American Idol. That's what it is. It used to be. No, it he's is. On, no, he's on American. He's America's Got Talent now. No, he's not. Yes, he is. He's not been on American Idol. American Idol for is, years. is where I used to cringe listening to some of those singers. Mm-hmm. And then I'd get so mad because some of those singers, it would be like third, fourth, or fifth place. You're like, what the fuck? They're really good. It's because the people get a vote. I know. That's terrible. And Simon Cowell hasn't been on American Idol in about a decade. Is it? Yeah, he's on America's Got Talent now because he started Britain's Got Talent, mm. and then it spread across. Well, yeah. I think we've covered a broad swath of uh, top versus bottom shelf on this this uh, episode. I mean, there is absolutely so, but this is what is interesting with the top versus bottom shelf, right? Is don't be deceived by the top shelf versus bottom shelf as far as... No, because every once in a while you might right? be shocked because... We find stuff on the bottom shelf we all have. the time because it's new, it's yep. up and coming, and it turns out to be pretty amazing. And then it becomes the wilderness top shelf. trail. That's uh, mid shelf right now, right? Yeah. The uh, what is it? The brothers, brothers bond. Yeah. Um, Even larceny back when it came out, larceny. it wasn't. It wasn't very top shelf when it came out. And the then we, the newest horn. one, the newest one would be the Bighorn Bourbon out of Willie's Distillery out of Enos, not Penis. <laughs> it sounds like, like penis. Dan says it's Penis, Enos, Montana, right? Yeah. It's up and coming. It just hasn't. I can't wait to get enough. Jackson back on here to talk about Penis, Montana. <laughs> I'm uh, <laughs> another one. Smoke Wagon is another one coming up. Right? Yeah, and they actually are priced moderately. And being out of Vegas, that's a that's a really good one. Um. It's interesting. It's it's kind of like when you people are talking about beer, and they're like, "Oh, well, there's all these microbrews and everything else." Right. There's there's a lot of that going on when it comes to the bourbon world too. Is there's a lot of micro distilleries out there that are trying to get their name out there. Um, you think of I, I can think of a few right here in Clarksville that have started off. What Old Glory. Um, Leatherwood. Leatherwood, for sure. Leatherwood, absolutely, 100%. At some point, they're going to be top shelf. They've got one Once I Once they try. get it figured out, they're going to be uh, good. we got to try snake their... Eater's what is good. it, their Funkle the... Head? Funkle Head? Oh, Funkle, the Funkle, Funkle Head. head. 
That's the yeah. one we haven't tried yet. Yeah. Their snake eater's good. The custom batch they made for that's fifth the group best one is they've the ever best. made. They should yeah. make that on a regular, or at least in like do a signature batch every so often of it. Yeah, every four or five years, yeah, do, a do a signature, signature batch, batch with the fifth group because with yeah. it being fifth group, every five years would be perfect. Mm-hmm. And then you release not it to, right uh, at our September reunion time. Not to drop anything on you guys, but right. you know, Leatherwood just just listen. Every five years, drop something for fifth group. Just saying, makes sense. But uh, I think that's gonna wrap it up for us here at Bourbon Sauce. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like, subscribe, and share with your friends. The more you like, subscribe, the better our chances are we can grow the channel. And if you follow us on Instagram, www.instagram.com forward slash bourbon sauce, you can figure out what's coming up on upcoming episodes and interact with us. Interact with us. Provide feedback. Put in orders for merch. Uh, we'll, we will be putting more pictures and things up on Instagram, so just go ahead, stay tuned, check it out. Uh, Merchandise pictures for bourbon glasses and coasters should post this week on our Instagram. And if you don't see them, then that means you're not following us. So you should follow us. And if you can, message us there, give us feedback, interact with us real time. You can interact with us on also Spotify or Apple Podcasts where you can give us a thumbs up, a rating. Hope you come back. Until next time, enjoy your favorite beverage. Until then, Get sauced. Cheers. Cheers.